And finally, we are live. Hopefully, we have no tef- technical difficulties this time around, other Ooh. than me stumbling over uh, the first words of the podcast. This is the 808s and Bars podcast, episode seven. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Jason, and our, nope. I guess, kind of, uh, we could say you're like an honorary third mic because you're the only guest that we've had on so far, and you're back for the second time in a row. JJ Demon at JJ wow, Demonic. That's, hey. that's, that's, <laughs> that's, my, that's my dropping. <laughs> <laughs> what a time to be alive, boys. Um, so today we have two topics that we want to discuss. First off, we're going to discuss uh, Future's new project, Beast Mode 2. Uh, and then we are going to discuss uh, our dream hip-hop collaboration rapper-producer. Because this is a rapper-producer collaboration. We wanted to save it for this episode, uh, and we will discuss what we want to see in the future. Um, the only qualification, JJ, I'm not sure if I told you about this qualification, but they both have to be alive. Uh, you did not tell me that, but both of mine are. Okay, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> it's not Tupac and, um, you know, fucking... I'm, I was trying to think of a dead producer. Not, but I yeah, Tupac one. and Jay Dilla, yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jay Dilla. <laughs> Happy day! Oh, yes, that would be another one. So there definitely are some 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 dead producers, just not as as notable as Tupac. Um, <laughs> so right. we we are going to jump right into the Beast Mode Two uh, review. Uh, so this is once again not an album, guys. Uh, it is a commercial mixtape. <laughs> But it leads uh, to be fair. the last one was an actual dead ass mixtape. Like that shit's right. like that pick. Yeah, 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 The original. Well, this one he didn't sell it. He but it he put it on streaming services and it charted. It charted at number four. It was the highest that a non sold album ever charted. It passed Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper, which took. Thank God. Thank God it passed that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, JJ, I'm not sure if you heard the new Chance the Rapper songs that came out today, but we were just talking about how fucking trash they are. Um, and this is coming from someone who is a a former uh, Chance the Rapper loyalist, uh, was very, very disappointed by that. But that is another time in conversation. Uh, uh, yeah, I only listened to the to one, um, and it was like about his kid, but I but I liked it. Um, I don't think it's something that I would listen to, but like I liked it from the just the perspective, like objectively. I thought it was good. I thought it was well written, but I only listened to one song. Yeah, he released four today. He was supposed to come out with an album this week, but he decided to to release four tracks instead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think my perspective is a little bit skewed as well because uh, I like Acid Rap is one of my favorite albums of the decade, and I really enjoyed Surf. I think that's a great album, and then yeah, Coloring Book. Yeah, what's that? I love I love surf. I love the Donnie trumpet shit, dude. I fuck it. I I as I've said before on this podcast, surf I is, think that the surf is underrated. It, it's yeah, not bad. absolutely yeah yeah. yeah yeah. It's definitely the start of him becoming uh well because it's 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 social experiment. So to be fair, it's not him, but yeah exactly but right, right, the right. start of him making music that I don't really care for. <laughs> like fundamentalist christian fucking gospel rap it's not yeah. even that it's it's not even that though it, it, it's just i don't want to get too much into it but it, it's it's yeah it just doesn't it just doesn't bang like it's not right 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> like, it definitely does. It definitely doesn't bang. But I mean, I think that it, it's it's very it's very jazzy. It's very psychedelic. Um, it, I think that it definitely is a little bit closer to what Chance is making now than probably what you got from those early days. But but anyway, back to anyway. <laughs> future Beast Mode Two. <laughs> um, so yes, it's not an album. It's a commercial mixtape. Uh, do you guys know how many projects Future has released in general? No, but and because he has that. a he has a ton of mixtapes previous to Pluto, so yeah. it's not even yeah it's, it's it would be really difficult to count. Just but take a guess. Have, but you have I would say is it eight because you got Pluto, Honest, JJ. What's your guess? Eleven. Future altogether has released a whopping twenty five projects. Right. Oh, okay. So you were counting. Okay, so you were counting the previous. So, so since actually, did you say 13, JJ? I said 11. Oh, okay. So he has released. I was just counting this decade, but you were counting the whole. Yeah, he has a whole. Yeah, he's had 25 projects. Oh, six, yeah. He's got a crazy discography. Six albums, seven commercial uh, mixtapes, and then 12 other mixtapes. Now, uh, I don't really think, as we've said before, he didn't really get that major recognition until Pluto in 2011. Uh, his follow-up album was Honest, and then from from there, you know, Future became kind of a household name amongst hip-hop heads. Um, uh, he's released multiple projects over the years, including the first Beast Mode, which came out in January 2015, and was also entirely produced by Zaytoven. Uh, and then once again, this. Zaytoven. Uh, once again, this album is produced by Zaytoven. Uh, this album was recorded sometimes during 2016 or 2017. Zaytoven said in an interview last week. Um, and Zaytoven is well known for his piano trap beats. Outside of uh, the Beast Mode albums, he's also collaborated with Migo, Scoochie Mane, Lil Uzi Vert, uh, and a ton of other notable names. But those were the ones that he's worked with regularly. So we're going to start with our guest once again. Um, what were your first thoughts of the album? And I know I saw a tweet from you like probably a few days ago. This is why we is, had to have JJ on. Because <laughs> I know that you had very strong takes on this album. Um, so I want to hear what your takes are up front. And then Jason, and then we'll we'll di we'll dive a little bit deeper into it. First of all, I just I just want to set the mood a little bit, you guys. I just want to let you know that that I have my I have my dirty sprite. <laughs> I uh I I can I can flip the auto tune switch at any time right now and do the rest of this do the rest of this podcast through auto tune and I will I I was gonna do that in, I was gonna do that in post production this is <laughs> I don't know no because I want to be able to play with it I want to hear it in the in the headphones okay and this is a threat I will do this um I also am coming off of a nasty divorce with a former pop star and this is all just in preparation for this podcast I wanted to let you guys know. Incredibly okay. dedicated. We appreciate that. Uh, well, somebody, you know, somebody has to be. You guys are the ones taking the notes. I'm the one that's just like just throwing my life into a tailspin for this. <laughs> um, but uh, so first of all, when I saw Future release something, I saw it the day it came out, and I and I I did the hands to the sky emoji um, because it's just even if it's even if it's bad, it's going to be fun. I love a Future release. It's fun to dance through. Um, and I, I have like, I don't want to say like low expectations for future, but I have like a weird set of expectations where like, even if I don't love it, I still appreciate that he put it out for some reason. Um, so like the, my first time through this album, like I was, 
I was underwhelmed like at first. Definitely like Wi-Fi Lit is like an underwhelming way to open the album, I felt like. Yeah. Um, I I disagree. Go ahead. Well, well, yeah, let me let me complete the thought because that first that's what I thought. Okay. Now when Wi-Fi Lit comes on, like I'm bopping around, I can't not move. You know what <laughs> I mean? And this is kind of what when we were having technical difficulties earlier, me me and Jason were talking a little bit. And the album is getting better, like every time I listen to it, which is weird because, like, I was kind of a—I don't know if I was late into Future. I kind of like first got into Future in 2015 when I like he became someone I could no longer ignore. You know what I mean? With like Dirty Sprite Two, what a time Dirty to be alive! Sprite 2, Dirty Sprite Two is the first Future project that I listened to all the way through. Well, that's a, that's a good one to start with. Yeah. So like. <laughs> He had become like sort of kind of without doing too much of like a background, like there was a moment, there was a point in time where I was just trying to ignore like new hip hop. And it was for all kinds of, uh, you know, personal reasons having to do with my own career, which I, you know, thought was going to take off and it ended up not a bunch of shit. Um, but so kind of around 2015, when I first got sober, like I stopped drinking, um, is when I got back into hip hop and started taking it seriously again, like new artists. And that's when I first listened to Dirty Sprite too. I had a bunch of catching up to do. So Future, I kind of feel like was an artist for me that really I like had to force myself to like, because I just coming from like, I'm 32 years old, like coming from the, the, a different, I don't want to say different generation, but like, I definitely did grow up in a completely different era of hip hop where most people my age are trying to reject artists like future. You right. Know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you mean. I think a lot of the old heads that I meet when I talk to, and I don't even think you, I mean, you're barely older than me, but um, like when I talk to people and I think the, the few that they, that they point to, uh, when they talk about like hip hop being trash are, are actually the guys that, you know, are, are like, you know, that I'm not a huge future stand myself, but the future is the young thugs, the people that like yes. that the younger good. people would find. Yeah. The younger right. people would find to be like creative artists and, and definitely express themselves in a different way. Well, it, I'll tell like uh, an example, like before, before we started this podcast, I just threw on Facebook real quick because most of my Facebook is just like left, like leftover fans from my like albums and shit that are just kind of that's how they talk to me. And I just kind of threw up there like, is there anything that uh, you guys would want me to talk about uh, on the podcast if I get a chance to talk? And the first uh, comment someone made was just get on there and kill mumble rappers, dude. And it's uh. like. Why, like, why would somebody think that that would be a cool thing to say? Especially, there's not even a mumble rapper like that. <laughs> no, but but that's what they mean, though. They mean future when when they talk about mumble rappers and shit. Right? Yeah. And like, that that's a shame. Future is a blues artist. Seriously. Uh, yeah. That's not even a joke. Like, well, so I think I think the whole mumble rap thing is bullshit. Like, it's borderline almost racist. If yeah. You ask me. Like it, it definitely comes off as racist. You hear it from the people whose favorite rapper is like Eminem or Token <laughs> or NF. You know these guys. That oh my be god, racist. dude, that guy you know, is like the worst right. rapper I've ever Jordan heard. Of Lucas, like yes. people that, rappers that just shouldn't even really exist. They don't. There's no reason. They're just Eminem like leftovers. Like yeah, Eminem, yeah, cutting room floor. You know so. So uh, I, I got off on a little bit of a tangent, but it kind of brings you up to speed a little bit on like where I was with Future. Like I had to force myself to like him because I knew there was something going on that I just wasn't understanding because I had distanced myself from new hip hop so much. So 
Like to this day, my favorite future project is 56 Nights. I could put that on start to finish. It's fucking amazing. Um, Diamonds from Africa is gets me so fucking hype. It's treacherous the way the fucking synths hit when they when he does the chopped vocals. Fucking um, of course, uh, what's his best song ever? That's on there. Fucking um, Codeine Crazy is that on 56? Oh, that's on that's on Monster. Yeah, oh, um, monster, yeah. God, he he releases so many projects; it's hard to keep up. Yeah, he released those yeah, around I mean, the same time too. For me, for me, for me, like just like Brothers is his best of all song. That's on the original Beast Mode, right? That's the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The song so, that everyone says should be the national anthem. Fucking March uh, Madness. March Madness. Oh, March, March Madness. Madness. March yeah, Madness. that that's one of his best for sure. Great, like amazing song. So that's still to this day my favorite project by him. Um, and this. This is a different type of future. Beast Mode 2 is not that future. How so? Um, what, did you say how so? Yeah, like what do you think like is like the um, major difference between this future and that future? Because there is a there's a future that is a treacherous future. There's a future that is like uh, stomping through the foot, like Godzilla stomping through the city type of future. And then there's this future, which is like, it's laid back, it's emotional. Like even Wi-Fi lit, even though it's a like a lit song, it's like still like got these kind of subdued synths and like these flutes and stuff. That's kind of like it's it, sort of a, it's a weird it's, party. It's, it's, a, it's a depression banger. It's a depression party, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a come down. You know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's a good way to put it. I think it yeah, is. It is yeah. like it's representative of come down. I think that that and i actually i agreed with what you said about wi-fi lit being underwhelming the first time i heard it and now that i've listened to it over and over and over it's like grown on me a lot and i actually think it's a really yeah. good intro um yeah and jason what so what are your thoughts on on, on the, the project as a whole and then also like you know kind of uh you know now that you've had a few weeks to sit with it what do you think of it so I, like futures of blues artists like i was saying before uh, That's Megan, an intro. I, that, that was that wasn't something that I've heard. Until, I saw Megan Garvey so, say yeah, that. Yeah, so other that was, day. I, was yeah. To, I was about to bring her up. So shout out to Miss Garvey, uh, the best writer in, at Pitchfork. So Megan Garvey said that when she was putting on her friends who are a little older, um, uh, on Future, she was saying that they were saying uh, that he's a blues artist, and that's absolutely true. He's <laughs> seriously, if you think yeah. about it, he really is. He's rapping about sad things in his life and he does it better than anyone who's doing it who's doing rap currently i mean better than kendrick better than thug uh better than even better than danny brown if you believe it because it, it he always hits the melody some rappers i mean you saw it on 444 with jay-z where when they're talking about uh more mature and i put that in like quotation marks subjects right. they'll like also lose like their flow and they'll some they'll compromise for their for the emotion by losing what makes music supposed to sound good. But Future is able to combine both things, and he and he's just brilliant at it. And I mean, you you see it on this album. You see it on Rax Blue, and he's talking when, on Rax Blue. What he's just trying to say is like, "What am I supposed to do now that I'm rich?" Right? I, 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 I right. From, he's from a specific he's from a specific type of place in America, and when you start to have money, when you come out that place, you start to wonder whether a, you've earned it, and B, now what do you do with it? Right. And it's like, hate the real me, and he's talking about how he got shot, and, he's never, and he hasn't been the same since then, he's holding on to K, I hope he feel me. And like that type of stuff is why we listen to Future. It's why sure. Just Like Brothers is our favorite song, when he goes, uh, I've been with the gang because they love me how I am. Shit, been, shit ain't been the same. They talk about me on the gram. They say I turn my back on me, but on my baby mama, I'm on, I'm on them tabs. Like That shit is like what we fell in love with Future. 
It's Hell probably from yeah. the future, and like he he kills them on this album. Uh, Red Light's really great too. Oh, it's beautiful. I Huddle, actually think Huddle that's the best song. I, I just okay, you say, think that's the best song? I Huddle? think that's. I think. I th- yeah. I was gonna say. I think. I think Red Light's definitely. I think that song's just like pure emotion. Great. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, it's very good. Great yeah. crooning. I I really thought that like this was like the most vulnerable I've ever heard Future before, which is actually really funny to me because I actually I think that I fall. I mean, I'm a little bit older than Jason, and I'm a little bit younger than JJ, so I fall a little bit in the middle where like sometimes I hear new artists and it's hard for me to get into them. And Future has honestly been one of them. If if we're being totally honest, I think it's I I it would probably be considered sacrilegious on certain points parts of like hip hop Twitter and just hip hop in general. But like, I, I really haven't been able to like get myself into future as a solo artist. So I think that sitting down and re-listening to this album over and over and over and over really like gives you more of a perspective of where future's coming from. And like that well, song. Better late than never. Better late than yeah. never. Well, but here's <laughs> the thing. Like, here's the I thing. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, I think that he is a very polarizing, but like, I mean, I personally, like, I would hear him on hooks, I would hear him on verses, and I'm like, this guy's great. Then I would listen, sit down and listen to his albums, and they just didn't really do anything for me. And and I think that songs like Red Light are ones that, like, you you don't necessarily get on the first listen unless you're already a Future fan. Yeah. Like, it's, you kind of have to immerse yourself in Future. Like, you have yeah. to, I, I find that he has to, you have to listen to him on good speakers or good headphones, because his music is very immersive, there's tons of things going on with the sounds and also it's just like really like you hear the vulnerability more in his voice uh you're like i mean on this one he's talking about his lean addiction having to provide for the mother of his child uh you know and then flipping that to talk about his relationship with his dad within like a few lines and it it all just seems like it's all just like essentially like venting about his demons and i think it comes across as like one of the most human songs he's ever released it seems like it happens really quickly too there's not yeah. one single song where he's talking about these individual things. He's talking about a lot yeah. of stuff on a track, and it's a lot of information for a listener to kind of uh, hear. But it's a lot of things that we feel in our hearts, right? Well, that- and in our brain. So when you're talking about something, you're never just quite thinking about one thing. Your brain is always thinking about multiple different things. And Future's able to convey that in music really, really well. And, yeah. uh, that's one of the, that's, that's one of the great things about hip hop as an art form is is just the way where it's like when most people will go, oh, what is that song about? And it's like, well, in hip hop, you don't really have your song doesn't have to be about one thing. It's a stream of consciousness sort of. It's the ether of your experience. It is know? the most stream of consciousness genre we have in music, hip hop. Right. It's you, It's not even. Live- like when people are are listening to your to a, a rap song, they're living like in the ether of your experience, the ether of like your story. And Future is great at immersing you in that. Where he, the, he can open it up, where he's talking about the watch on his wrist, and then halfway through, he's crying because his dad abandoned him as a child. And he, but he's bringing it all back, and it's beautiful, and he's keeping you right in there with him. And just the, yeah, this album really like, I mean, I I almost think this is a classic. I'm, I will get into <laughs> it. Just dropped, bro. <laughs> Two weeks ago, hey, instant classics <laughs> exist. I mean, I no, listen to do. albums. No, no. Yeah, they, they do. And also, I have adjusted my sort of how we what we consider classics because there's so much content coming out now. So like, yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There is so a lot sort of content like, coming out. Yeah, and so the way we the way we process like information now is much different, and you can do it a lot faster than we used to. Right. Do. So maybe that whole 
it takes a it takes five years it doesn't really exist anymore that's that's a fair argument yeah and and especially because you know future drops like a minimum of three albums a year right <laughs> you know at the, at this point you're getting yeah, a guy yeah. who releases it and honestly that's probably part of the reason why it is hard to get into him because like he's just throwing a ton of albums out there and like if you don't if you don't get super familiar with his sound, he's kind of hard just to start on. Like, if, future if, if, this, right. if this was the first future album I heard, I would be like, what the fuck? But like, since I've heard other future projects, it, it, you, you kind of warm yourself up a little bit to his sound. Future dropped, yeah. well, future dropped future, and then he dropped Hendrix yeah. right afterwards. And then right. Super obviously, Slimy. Right, and then Super Slimy. Well, obviously, Hendrix is the superior album to future, but. It is definitely a quick turnaround, and it's. But we've never seen a guy drop something quite like Hendrix after he dropped a trap thing like Future. A he trap dropped, banger. Right. I like Future got, better. I like the the self. Yeah, that's, that's a, a controversial of, not, opinion. That's a very controversial opinion. You're not the first person to say that. I kind of think it's crazy, but I, <laughs> but I, but, but I feel you. But I feel you. It it right. does. It definitely does bang. But I mean, like Hendrix on a like a Hendrix with some wine on like I've done this before. Oh yeah, Hendrix with like some wine and it's it's a beautiful album and it's it's much more musical and it's a, he's definitely shows that he can write yeah. pop songs. I think um, I think I think him on the trap future is autopilot. I think him when he's doing soulful R and B is like his crowning artistic achievement. I so, think. you know, it's it's interesting you say that because I think that at times on here, like I think actually. The best songs are the ones where you get that element of future, uh, where you're getting like, for example, like I think Wi-Fi Lit's a good song. I do think that I've heard that future before. Um, I do think that there are a few songs on here where it does. To me, he kind of sounds on autopilot, like not necessarily in a bad way, but like I've definitely heard a lot of this before from future. Um, I mean, I think overall, like there are certain moments and songs on here that like, like Jason said, like, I think the R&B, like, you know, he is more like, like bluesy. Oh, by the way, did you guys catch on Rax Blue? This was one thing that just stood on my mind. I feel like that's a triple entendre because he's saying Rax Blue, like he's sad. He's right. He, he blew racks like he spent a ton of fucking money, and yeah. then also he made his racks from like blues music because he's singing like the blues. <laughs> That's kind of how I took it because it's called Racks Blue, and then you have Red Light on the other side of Thirty One Days. But like, That's interesting. I, I, I I'm not positive if that was actually his intention. Maybe we're I'm giving him a little bit too much credit for a triple entendre, but um, but yeah, like I think some of the most powerful lines of his career are definitely on this album. Like when he gets his most emotional, like the the lines in Racks Blue when he says like coming from poverty, hitting the lottery, hottest commodity, the way that it had to be. Like very simple flow, very to the point. Like he literally is using like such a small amount of words to like literally tell a life story, which is exactly what we were just talking about. Right. I think, I think that like you, you do, you rarely get those moments where it is like 100% autopilot. Like I actually tend to agree with Jason. I think future's a little bit autopilot uh, version of future just because yeah, like, there are some, there are some projects future has where you can clearly tell this was not well, he, he, he's going for a specific type of mood. He's not 
this wasn't this wasn't planned ahead. Right. This was very in the moment. Like I'm gonna yeah. just you know. <laughs> he didn't give a shit pretty much. Right. I mean, like he right. knows that he could churn that out in a sleep kind of thing. It's yeah. a, and then there is something to be said about that. Like there are albums from artists that I think they could make them in their sleep. Like for example, I've always thought that way about Kanye with Graduation, but uh, I don't think it makes Graduation a bad album. I just think that it's it's yeah 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 not I mean, as interesting and thought out. Future so talented where that like, he can be on autopilot and it'll still sound amazing because it's future. But yeah. right, but I mean, Beast Mode, certain aspects of Monster. I don't think Monster's whole album, uh, the whole mixtape of Monster's great, but Throwaway is amazing and Coding Crazy is amazing and Fuck Up Some Commons are, is incredible too. And uh, and all of Beast Mode and and Hendrix is they're just. I mean, those are just those are, those are classics, to be honest. In my opinion, I think compare compare this one to Beast Mode One. Then, do you think that this one's better or worse or about the same? I, I can't say that it's better than Beast Mode One. Beast Mode One, I think has, it's better. Okay, really? Okay, okay. Why is that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just do. Um, <laughs> but, but that's fair. But, but I have I have analyzed this. Well, first of all, like if I, if i can also kind of like you use this to defend my classic statement like and also i'm not i'm not declaring this a classic i'm saying it might be a classic if we're if we're uh uh adjusting how we interpret classics like for this day and age when there's so much content coming out and just as i was listening today like it just is just a it's a punch the entire time to me this never lets up even like the young scooter verse which is like i don't I, know I, if oh really my god i to me like young scooter like i don't know if you guys what you think about him but he just sounds like the like the walmart version of gucci well right, right he doesn't <laughs> I'm need to sorry be i'm sorry he doesn't need oh. to be on there, but it like young I, scooter, I don't mind it. Young scooter, young scooter sounds great. You guys are yeah, i don't mind it i don't mind him no i literally it. said his verse is fine i just right Sounds um, like a not as good version of Gucci made in general. Um, but I just think this is solid. I think from start to finish, it's the perfect length. It's nine songs. Um, the more I listen to it, the more it seems intentional. Uh, another thing that that me and Jason were saying, like where how it keeps getting better the more we listen to it, like it almost lets you know, like oh well, then that that's intentional. Like the the moves he's making is intentional on this. That doesn't really happen by accident. I don't think you make an album that can, will consistently grow on people and and kind of build inside of their psyches by accident. You know what I mean? And if he is making it by accident, well then he's like superhuman. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he might so, be. He just either came way, out with it's great. But yeah. like yeah, I just I just think it's really good. I think like it just it starts out really strong and then like it gets so uh just sad and so like you were saying bluesy towards the second half and it never lets up and then hate the real me is almost not even a song it's like an outro almost but it's an outro that is so honest can we talk about that song because i know that jason said that that was his favorite song on the album where, oh, yeah. where how did you feel about it oh me per me yeah um yeah well like when I'm going back and listening to it now, because now I'm at the point where like uh, I'm only listening to what I want to listen to, which is pretty much the whole album, um, except like I let Hate the Real Me play, but kind of when it's getting into its second, third minute, I'm like, okay, what's next? What what podcast am I throwing on? But I still love it as the outro to this album. I think it's perfect. I think it sounds like Zaytoven had this epic beat. 
Um, he didn't, uh, future didn't want to write anything. He said, throw it on. He's probably fucking codeine the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> if he ever isn't, um, you know, and he just said, all right, just let me go in. Like, and it sounds like he's freestyling the whole time. He's hardly rhyming. Yeah, he kind of, um, yeah, I, that's what I thought too. He kind of just sounds like he's doing whatever he wants. He's the, right. the, the, to me, like there was, I'm going to be honest, Jason. I was really surprised you said that was your favorite song because I honestly do. I don't like this beat. I just, this, to me, this like beat. The beat? The beat on this song literally sounded like a TI beat from 2008 to me. Rick Ross. <laughs> like, I literally was expecting Bro, the, the, beat the, the, beat the, lush the beat isn't lush enough. The beat isn't lush enough to be a Rick Ross beat, but it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was literally like, everyone kept talking about the song. So I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking love this shit. And like, cause I, I, and keep in mind, I'm not a big future fan. I was like listening to this album and I'm like, okay, there are a few songs on here that like, I think that this is one of future's better projects. And like, to, yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, kind of like, all right. And the end is going to be like this. It's got to be like a fucking banger or it's got to be like the fucking most depressing song I've ever heard. And then to me, it's just there's nothing really holding this song together for me. The beat's kind of repetitive. I didn't like it that much. I don't know. It sounds kind of hollow to me. I, I I just I don't know what it is about this song. It just didn't really sit with sit well with me. I think I like it for the reasons you dislike it, actually. Like, I think Why is that. Like I, cause I kind of feel like it's cool that it's not a song. Like it just feels like an outro. I'm trying to think of, they kind of used to do it more back in the day on hip hop albums. And I'm trying to think of a parallel, but I they, can't. They do it. They do it now too. Like chance. The rapper did it on acid rap where like, he's literally just like, like in, in the same way that future does it on this album where he's right, kind of just right. like, like just, it sounds like he's freestyling. Like it's that he, he, he might've written that's, the lyrics, but I didn't catch that. What I caught was I thought Future was on beat. I thought it was, I thought, well, first of all, I think he's singing for the most part. And yeah. I think he's flowing. I think the chorus is, I mean, it's simple, but it's it's right there. It's effective. And for what the song is, it's, it's perfect. I think th I think we're going to be talking about Hate the Real Me for a very long time. In a couple of years, when people talk about Beast Mode 2, this is the track people are going to go back to. I wouldn't mm -hmm. be surprised if, yeah, I mean, I think it's. That's it's, interesting. It's creeping up on my list. My, I think my five favorite future tracks are just like Brothers, Coding Crazy, No Basic, um, what's the uh, uh, Throwaway? No, 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 no. I don't like March Madness that much. Actually. What? I think it actually. Uh, I heard it too much, and it's it's uh. it's basic. It's basic. Uh, the, I mean, <laughs> oh man you like this song i mean here's the thing i'm not a future fan so it's not like it's to, to me it's not like you're like attacking my life <laughs> like and also right. i'm like I'm from like an outside like but like hate if, the real me would be five to, to finish it I hate the real me. that would be five this is yeah, crazy to me this I, is like i it, think it's that good it sounds like an afterthought to me i mean this is to like i thought that it he he, it kind of devolves and like I know that JJ said that he liked it because of that. Like I just yeah. felt like with a title like "Hate the Real Me," we were about to either get like a huge fucking banger or we were gonna get like "I'm gonna kill myself." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, well, he's trying he's trying to get as high as he can. Oh, that's the, that's the I'm I'm trying to get as high as I can. Really great too. What what, what is? Check on me is really great too. It's actually perfect. What album is that on? I'm not sure actually. I'm gonna I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see. It's impossible to follow his discography. And that's yeah, actually it might, just, that's, it might be just something he put up on SoundCloud one time, but it's I mean it's it's really great. 
the deepest of cuts. <laughs> very, very deep cut. Here. Deep project, you know what it's on? It's on project. Uh, it's on deep. It's on Esco's project. It's project. Oh yeah, the Esco oh, okay. project. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there was yeah. some bangers on there. The um, the the uh, juice with OJ Simpson song. <laughs> Where he's, where basically he's OJ he's Simpson like a, raps? No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, OJ Simpson actually did release a rap song. But Wait, what? You remember that? He would hate rap. He yes. Like, on his juice. Remember there was. It. He no. would blame it for every single problem in the black community. That's a, <laughs> while he's murdering someone. There was a prank show called Juiced that never ended up getting oh, released. That's because, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah, yeah. the hook of it was like OJ Simpson doing these pranks, but really, what the hook of it is is like. Holy shit, a guy that got away with killing <laughs> murder. Yeah. He's like giving me my sprite at the drive thru like which literally was like a gag in it. You know what I mean? Was it um, dirty sprite? And <laughs> listen, it's not all gonna tie into this episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, he rapped. There was a rap video at the end of it where he's like, I'm OJ Simpson and I'm here to say I did I didn't kill that bitch, but if I did, it's okay. I don't know. But that's not his that's not an actual line, but it's like <laughs> shit like that where he's like, they call me Juice Man. I'm the juiciest man. And, the, you know, oh whatever. my God. Yeah. We'll have to play. I'll play that at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. And the video just had like topless women in it and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try and find that and add it to the end of this. Jesus Christ. Okay. But, um, and yeah. And leave it to Jason to, to, uh, to like have a cut so deep. Like as one of his favorites, that it's not even on a future project, and there's 25 future projects. <laughs> I'm a I'm a future super fan, man. Like sign me up for anything, and I'll sign me up for I anything, and I'll listen to it. Like that's just about my some of my favorite future stuff are on like other like people's albums. Like Beethoven's Beethoven's solo oh, yeah. album, Future has a song on that. No realist. That's I mean, it's great. Also, I think that Future, one of the things that I, I think that what Future does best is I think his hooks are just constantly stuck in my head. Like, even if I don't like a song, like, oh, I think one of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I love that little like wordplay, like on there too, like the cuddle my wrist, cut up my yes. wrist kind of thing. Like, I mean, like that, that's kind of the duality of Future that I'm starting to understand. I feel like I'm starting to like really like wrap my brain around what you know, why people love Future so much. I don't think I'm quite there yet. I think that, We'll yeah. get you there, Chill. Don't worry about it. We'll get I, you I, And here's the thing. I mean, I hear him on other people's songs. Like, I think, so like, for example, A Senorita by Vince Staples, the hook on that is like... Right, that's a sample, though. I mean, Future's not actually on that. That, But that but was... But they like, made it into a hook, and it's fucking incredible, oh, like, as a hook. <laughs> like, you know what? But you know that, what song, me? that song that that... that uh, the the song that the sample comes from is incredible too. It's an incredible future track. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, you know what helped me kind of get into future. You were coming. From you were doing. You, you were doing lean. Uh, well, but <laughs> 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 when, when we do a personal episode, we'll get into that. But um, uh, but kind of like I realized it's you have to kind of covered in money. It's on. It's on honest. By the way, that, okay, gotcha. Right. It, it's that incredible. Up. It's incredible. You have to like abandon your like pre like preconceived notion of what makes a rapper good. 
because a, a, an artist like Future, like you cannot fit him in that box. And this is kind of, I think, what some of the, the guys that I grew up with from like my old crew that hate rap nowadays, I think what they, they have trouble doing is you, you we're used to looking at rap from this one singular kind of perspective where like these things are the things that make you a good rapper. And if you don't check off at least like seven of these 10 boxes, you're not a good rapper. And Future does not fit into that at all. You yeah, can't but here's the, here's the thing. I ha I've I, had like I've had aha moments with other rappers who would be in the same class as that. Like I've had that with but, Young Thug. Like I course. literally Young like I, I think that with Young Thug, I was looking at it from that same perspective. Probably about until 2015, 2016. And then I had, and, and, and it's not to say that I think of future in that same way. Like I've never thought that future was trash. I've never really thought that right. young thug was trash, but I, I just didn't get it. I had an aha moment with him. I'm still waiting on that for future. I yeah. just think that a lot of the times I find a lot of his music to be not, I don't want to say samey because he does have a lot of different sounds. And, right. and one of the things I actually think he does really well in this album is the, the, how rapidly he ch can change his flow just so effortlessly. Right. Like, I mean, it's literally like, I think he's argue like, even though I won't listen to him all the time, I definitely think he's one of the most even technically skilled rappers. Like I think yeah. like on the oh, song, like Wi-Fi lit when he's like doing that choppy flow, like uh, he'll Anyone just jump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry to cut you off, but anyone who says that he is like this, uh, just a singer rapper and he's not actually technically sharp at what he does and he's not really a, a, uh, He's not really a scientist type of type of rapper. It's just they don't they're not paying attention. Yeah, I, right. I mean, and I, mean, and I, I think and I, I, in Wi-Fi Lit, he he prefer, when he goes and he jumps, he literally changes his flow halfway through the first verse, and then he just goes off another wave, cut the head off the Porsche, and then he, he goes right back into the flow. Like that's fucking incredible. That's every yeah. single flow that you can imagine, in my opinion. I think he see. I actually think he chucks off every single box, which is interesting because like he doesn't quote unquote just go out there and just spit bars, blah, 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 living pool, swim. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's not, he's not trying to like rhyme you like rhyme schemes and stuff like that. But he checks every single box in terms of he switches flows. His melodies are terrific. His hooks are terrific. His albums, his discography is really good. He uh, has arguable classics. Oh, I, I don't even think they're arguable. I think that, I think Beast Mode is a classic. I think Hendrix will be known as, should be known as a classic. And I think DS2 is a classic. Wait, um, what about 56 Nice? No, I don't like uh well no? uh 56 Nice is it's solid. It's solid. Diamonds Diamonds Africa's great. Um love it. Yeah, Diamonds Africa is amazing. But then you could you yeah. could say, I mean, it's it to me, this is this is the Kanye argument that I've had with a hundred million people is that uh you know, not more recent Kanye, but just like Kanye over the course of his career is like, okay, right. like one person hates Yeezus, but they think graduation's a classic. And then one person hates yeah. graduation, but they think like, you know, like they think Yeezus is a classic. So, so there is, and it's not to say that you you guys hate future projects, but I, I respect that he has multiple different sounds that he's had throughout his career. He's at least experimenting with things. I think that there are a lot of guys like, that I don't they don't necessarily click with me. And like, I mean, I hate to use like, like, I mean, I do like some Migos songs, but like Migos, dude, like Culture 2, like that was absolutely phoning in an album. Yeah, um, it was, but the first culture is really good. The first, yeah, I, agree. first I like the first culture. The first culture is great. The Culture yeah. 2 was a joke, but the first culture is great. 
But what I like about Future and what I like about Young Thug and what I like about other trap rappers that are kind of in the same lane as them, well, not necessarily, but like they're considered in the same, even though they're wildly different artists, is that they that Future will always try to do use different flows. He'll use different, he'll come out with an R&B album. He'll, you know, he's constantly trying to change up his sound. And even though on here, I get a lot of the future that I think I've heard before, even though he's probably getting to like deeper depths of his vulnerability. And like, I'm like, I think like the auto tune crooning, like I know I talked about it on the end of like, I'm also a sucker for auto tune crooning. Like my favorite, some of my favorite songs ever, like Nike podcast 808s and bars. Exactly. Like I think, <laughs> I think that's an incredible album. I think uh, Nike's by Frank Ocean is one of my favorite songs. It has some, uh, oh, has, I thought that was the best song of 2016. It's an un. I mean, I'm fucking Frank Ocean. Like, yeah, I wish, I wish I could. I'll pass on. I'll (laughs) pass on this Frank Ocean discussion. (laughs) Well, Jason said that one out. Hey, I sat through the future discussion. You got to send. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But but I think that what I'm trying to say here is like, if we had reviewed another future project, like if we had reviewed Future, or if we had reviewed um, anything other than this, Dirty Sprite Two or Hendrix. I don't think I would have had much to add, to be honest, just not being a huge future fan. But I think because those three specifically really have like the most amount of experimentation, but also have a lot of accessibility is what I liked about this project. I remember DS2 came out 2015. And it recently, by the way, I think it was, I think the anniversary was three year anniversary. Been it was the other day. Yeah. Was the other day. Um, I mean, I just remember the Percocet and Stripper joint is, it was so good. Yeah. It was so innovative for me. I, it opened my eyes to a whole different type of, if anyone out there who's listening knows me personally, they know that up until maybe like when I got to college, I was one of those hip hop fans that was just like, if you're out here, like singing on all the two, I don't want to, I want to hear bars. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like that inseparable, like little, like whack hip hop fan that everyone hates now. I'm like, right. I just remember I think all three of us were probably that person yeah. at one time. Yeah. And I just remember I, 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 I just remember <laughs> I just remember listening to DS2 and being like, oh my God, why is this so good? And Barter right. Six was like that for me also. <laughs> Barter Six was like that for me also. Where uh, Barter Six like, was what sold me on Young Thug. Yeah, See, yeah, which and it was just like and it was just like it was like this is opening a new direction in Hip hop for me, and Chief Keef was right. is, is up there too. And whereas I was just like, this we can. There are music. There is a subgenre in hip hop that is much different than what I grew up with, and I'm right, rocking with this. And what made me realize it was that these guys were rapping about the same stuff like Big and like Nas and like Jay and like uh-huh. uh, Rock Kimmer rapping, but they were doing it in an own innovative way. It wasn't totally like they were like about, yeah. right. It wasn't like they were rattling about like silly shit. Like they're saying the stuff that everyone else is saying. They're just doing it in their own special type of way. And like, uh, I mean, I just think I think he's what future one of the more innovative artists we we will ever see. And he's this decade, yeah. he's top five. He's for people who have come out in 2010. Paul Thompson said he's the best. I won't say he's the best. I think maybe I'd put. I think Thug's more talented. I think Future might have a better discography. Oh. I think Thug Thug might rap a little better. Like just, yeah. I mean, Future can't do his verse on Sacrifice. I mean, he just can't. But oh, hell no, no yeah, way. Yeah, he can't. 
But I think that features one of the five best artists in debut of this decade. So I mean, I I, I, I can't even say any any more nicer stuff about this album. I I really enjoy. I it. think that that's the yeah. one thing that has turned me off to Future too is has been the the there is a lot of pretentious future fans and i mean it's the same way that jason feels about kendrick lamar is that a lot of his fans like they want to (laughs) like They want to like, I don't know if like they want to protect him from something, but it's I'll, like, I feel like, I, I mean, Kendrick fans do that a ton. Uh, future the fans. The difference between Kendrick fans and future fans are that I think Kendrick fans are like boring people in general. And like, <laughs> okay. like future fans, I think future fans are trying to make up for the fact because obviously future gets a lot more hate than Kendrick Lamar does. Like, right. I, I mean, probably on a wider okay. scale. Just that's because, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I would say that. I would say I would say that. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you, you have you have the older generation who is totally not in tune with what he's doing. You have uh, even new guys who listen to like fucking like you were saying earlier, like logic and MK or whatever, yeah. like MF or whatever his name is like oh, so, to logic uh, against <laughs> their will. Yes. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's against their will. I actually get ass people. Guantanamo Bay so I, I what like pretty much what, what I'm trying to say is like I think that a lot of I I'm trying to get I've gotten past that part where like I can get over the fact that I do think that there are a lot of like overly pretentious future fans that uh want to act like he's like the greatest thing since sliced bread and like I just never really got it I feel like I'm starting to understand why they love him um it still doesn't totally click with me um I don't know if it's the way that my fucking brain is wired but um. I would not put him in the, I definitely think he's one of the five most innovative uh, artists of this decade. I wouldn't say that he's in my top five favorite artists or my top five best artists, but I definitely think for what he's done for rap, it's impossible yeah. to deny. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, 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 he's this general, I mean, I wouldn't even say he's, I, I'm trying to think of a comparison. There isn't really a good one. There isn't uh, even, yeah. I mean, the, the work that him and Zaytoven are doing, it's not even like, it's like Eric B. I'm like, this is not a joke. Like, people are going to kill me for this, honestly, but it's not. It's really not a joke. Zaytoven's one of the 10 best hip hop producers to ever do it. Like, the, just the, the background in which that man comes from and like what he's now doing, it's, it's, it's crazy. He was he a Jehovah's Witness? I think that his family, I don't know if he is, but I think his family was, and he was like, he was doing the stuff in the church, and he. I knew it. he was a church guy. Yeah, that's he why he's like he big in those piano. Atlanta churches, and he's big on the piano. And what he's doing that, what he's doing now, is connected to hip hop and trap and a type of blues uh, rap that Future really is inventing, to be honest. And and it's 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 unbelievable. I mean, it's, I think they have a great chemistry for sure. I it's, mean, I really innovating type stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 I think that the piano is a really interesting thing to introduce to trap music in general because I think that uh, piano is like such a beautiful like instrument, yeah. and to the, I mean, it can be obviously it's not always, but it's such a beautiful instrument, and the way that he uses it on these trap beats like throughout this album is very impressive. I mean, he's putting yeah. together like intricate arrangements too like this isn't like humble by by mike will made it who's also a good producer but like mike will do- i like mike will mike will yeah, mike will's good i love mike yeah. No, no, so do I. But I'm but what I'm trying to say is that like humble <laughs> is a very rigid beat. It's a very simple beat. Uh it doesn't like Dre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like I Dr. Felt Dre, that the way too. Dre uses it. JJ, yeah, yeah. Was, JJ, like I'm glad you said that I felt that humble the humble beat remind me of a beat that Dre would have made. Not as smooth, right. but It'll oh yeah. well, you know that, that you know that he kind of jacked he, he, he kind of jacked that beat though. 
Did he really? Yeah, listen to Jimmy Wapo, uh, Elm Street. It came out oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it came out like a year before Humble, and it's almost identical. And not only Jimmy Wapo, by the way, I know he died on the same day that XXX Tentacion died, and he's really good too. Um, but yeah. but yeah, but yeah. So that yeah, Pittsburgh kid, and probably the best rapper to come out of Pittsburgh. Wapo was yeah. Go oh, back yeah. and listen to that R. song, Wapo. and then listen to Humble. They're almost identical beats. But what I was they trying are- to say was like. Was like the 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 piano is used in a very different way on here. Like there are very intricate arrangements under multiple layers. Like it's almost like sometimes the piano gets lost in the music, but it's 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 there and it, it's it plays a very important part in all the beats. I think specifically on the songs that I mentioned earlier that I really liked, which was uh, Blue Racks and Red Light, like really beautiful piano arrangements with some violin layering. Like yeah. I really, really enjoyed uh, most of his production on here. The last two songs I was like, I, they, to me, it was, it, they just, I just didn't really like mesh with them. Like they were fine. Like, I don't know. I think hate the real me is supposed to be Rocky though. I mean, it starts off with kind of like a, a boo, 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 you know what I mean? It's kind of just like, Oh, the music's special. You know, it's just like you, it's supposed to be kind of like, sorrow kind of like, like that you know and i i thought i thought it was it's think, melodramatic it's, yeah. it's definitely I, he's he's definitely better on the first on the original beast but i definitely agree with that no basics are, it's an amazing beat layups an amazing beat uh forever ever it's uh, uh is, a, is an amazing beat but i think he still does quality work here he's just very good work here I would you know probably, how he makes all of his beats in less than 10 minutes? Oh, I'm sure he does, because he's a genius. What's that? He makes all of his beats in less than 10 minutes. Zaytoven, you said? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, he's Zaytoven. You know, Zaytoven is the best producer to come out of, the, of this decade. Now that you say that, it kind of that kind of makes sense almost. Like, I, I don't know how. I, 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 I'm just getting this information, so I haven't formulated <laughs> it into a, into a thought. But it cut for some reason it makes sense to me. Listening to this album, he sounds like a producer, and it's this is not a knock at him in any way, but it sounds like these beats were were made very quickly. Like he had one in the idea, same session, yeah. He had one idea and he just built on it with the first things that came into his head. There's not huge changes, there's just builds on one idea. And then and then kind of they'll settle down again until the end of some of these beats build really really nicely um uh, yeah red light definitely one of them when i think about it is like when you were talking about like piano ballads when i think about it is beautiful when that first fucking verse starts and then you were saying you didn't really like some more um that's the second to last song i thought it was fine i mean i thought that it was i thought it was good i just like after having blue racks and red light like to me those are two of the deepest songs i've ever heard by future you're getting yeah. more of the vulnerability again. It's kind of rehashed towards the end. I didn't think it really hit like the depths of those songs. When I think about it, that song was like a I, that song was just fun. Like I don't like I just thought that was like a fun banger. I didn't really dislike it. It didn't do like a ton for me. But that's another one where like the hook's gonna be stuck in my head for days now. Yeah. <laughs> like even if I didn't yeah. like the song, like I I, I mean I personally thought that the production was pretty solid throughout. Uh, I didn't like, there wasn't one beat that like really stood out in my mind. So I think what you're saying makes total sense. Right. Like having this yeah. one idea and then just kind of building upon it. Um, so maybe that's why I hate the real me fits so well for, for like what Jason was saying, or even what you were saying is because it's kind of like, uh, it is this 
this outro and it doesn't need to be this like huge moment it doesn't need to be like you know a, sh a sh uh you know stealing the show necessarily it just needs right. to kind of set off what he had uh you know built from the beginning uh and just kind of set it off you know right off into the sunset but i think of. it is a huge moment just because of that i i i i i don't want to beat i don't want to beat uh i don't want to beat the drum too hard but i, I <laughs> <laughs> you know like uh, the, i don't i don't want to i mean the well, you've already are, said the, the song yeah, yeah, i mean yeah the, <laughs> The horse is already the horse is <laughs> and, already and possibly dead. of all time. Yeah, the, <laughs> the the horse is already dead. But I think that it is a a I think it is a singular moment. People on Twitter were talking about like, oh my god, like this is the it type was of stuff. Getting talked about. Oh man, it was it was it was the pre what after it dropped. What people were saying was, oh, that hate the roomy track. That hate the roomy track. Oh my god, that hate the roomy track. Right. Because Felix from Chapo had a had a uh, a post about it. Yeah, I mean it, it's yeah, yeah, I think so. It, it's just so emotional. I mean, why? I it's I mean, and it's not emotional in the like I said, it's not emotional in the way that like it's trying to be, and because it's trying to be, it loses its melody and it loses its flow, and you know what I mean. It's emotional right. because it's just, I mean, future he gets into that mo zone and it's like he just. It seems effortless. It, it magic happens. Like it's not even like he, yeah. this guy is. This guy's one of the best doing it. I mean, he might be the best. When he is, when he is motivated and he is right and he's like not on autopilot and stuff, and he's like not saying stuff like "nigga fuck you," you know what I mean? Like he has a couple of songs on the future track that are that that bang on the whip, but like when you're singing at home, they're not they're not going to affect you that much. Where, right. So, like, do you guys right. think that overall, like, this ends up hurting his legacy because uh, what he's because he's released so many projects, or do you think it, if no, anything, think, it it helps? Yeah, his yeah. Legacy? I mean, I think the best ones are so good. He drops so much, and that the best ones are so good that it doesn't even matter because so he's got like six that yeah. are good, and so it doesn't it it, it won't even yeah. yeah it, he's like Prince. Yeah, he's like Prince, where it's just okay, discography. Prince. Yeah, it's a huge discography, and like if you, if you want to dip into it, find somebody that that is well versed in it, and have them you know pick out some some fucking bangers for you. you find know some what I mean? deep cuts. He yeah, has yeah. As many good projects as Jay Z does, to be honest, he does. I, he's that's not. The, I mean, I mean, he's not a better rapper than Jay Z. Jay Z is the greatest of all time. Right. But he yeah, is, that's he interesting. Has, that you might be right. No. How yeah. Many, I mean, okay, so how many good projects does Jay Z have? How I many? I think Jay Z has seven. Seven, seven or eight, give or take. I'm, I, I can't count in my head right now. Have seven, dude. I don't dude, know. Most, most musicians don't even have seven or eight projects. Right. <laughs> right. Like, the has, thing is that it's, it's almost seven or eight good ones. Also, it's it's impossible to compare uh, future Young Thug. These guys who release so much, they have so much ammunition that they just right. let loose. That it's 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 kind of hard to compare them to other artists if we want to stack up against discographies because Future's releasing this in a four or five year period when you know he's just getting out all of his thoughts and all of this you know one hundred percent. Whereas other people need more time to kind of sit down and you know like. I mean, Kendrick Lamar's to Pimple Butterfly took what two and a half years to make. Uh, Damn, took like a year and a half to make. Like people just all move at like different speeds. Uh, even in the internet era, like it's like these guys are even unique during that time. Like there are very. Right. I think Wayne Wayne is probably the only other one I can think of that has as many like decent projects. Yeah, Wayne's one of them where Wayne has uh, so many great mixtapes that that. They add on to the solos, the retail stuff he has. So like dedication two and the job three, 
and um, there's another one. What's what, what? I'm missing one. Um, God damn it. Uh, no ceilings. Uh, no ceilings is a little overrated, but. The, yeah, it is a little overrated. Someone was, blocked yeah, me yeah. on Twitter because I said that acid rap was better than no ceilings. You're not. You're absolutely serious. correct. You're absolutely correct. No, <laughs> they, no yeah. they, when I was growing up, people were like, oh, this no ceilings tape was like the greatest ever. And it's just like, no, Dedication 2 was way better than that. Yeah, Dedication, I mean, I don't I need mean, to hear Lil Wayne was, rapping over Black Eyed Peas beats. <laughs> yeah, like, no, Dedication 2, the drop 3, the Carter 2, the Carter 3, the first Carter is, I mean, that those are just like, innovative work i mean wayne is when you can make a case that wayne is the most innovative rap artist of the 21st century you can make a you can it's make a really arguable i think in fact, so. in fact it would be my in fact not only is it arguable in fact that would be my choice i think that wayne has created so many trends and so many a lot of people a lot of artists that are currently flourishing right now owe it to wayne i mean yeah thug, he, bur he burst obviously a lot of thug owes it to wayne but there's so much more that owe it to wayne trust me okay so final thoughts on this album and what was your favorite track your least favorite track and your overall rating um uh, who's up yeah jj you go um what up ski um <laughs> uh i thought the fi my fi final thoughts is uh this is to me um, one of Future's best projects. Um, whether you consider it a solo, whether you consider it a collaborative because it's him and Zaytoven, I, I think it's a solo album that Zaytoven produced all of. You know what I mean? Um, and I, yeah, I think this is one of his best. I put it up there with, like I said, my favorite's 56 Nights. Um, and this is a different sort of Future than we get on 56 Nights, but I like it equally as much. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. Um, hard for me to pick a, a favorite song. Um, like the, this they all kind of, <laughs> they all have something cool about them. Cuddle My Wrist, I think is great. I, I like how Cuddle My Wrist is track two when like a, the, a regular, a more regular artist would have made it track one. He makes it track two um, and it opens the album, even though the album has already been open. I think it's, it's just really dope. It gets stuck in your head, but uh, you were saying red light, red light is amazing. Um, uh, yeah, and I like some more. Some more sounds like a fucking Steely Dan song or something. Some more just <laughs> you know, some more again. It's so much fun, and his flow it's is is one of those things where only Future can do what he does on that. Like the the way he flows is like I it's you just got to try listening to it again. It's so innovative. But yeah, I I love this project, man. I give it. Are we doing the? You want to do the out of ten? Yeah, we'll do out of ten. We do by point fives. Yeah. I would give this an 8.5, um, okay. you know, teetering towards a nine. And now again, remember, like when I, I rate things kind of like on a curve, you said, right. An 8.5 for future is different than an 8.5 for Jay-Z or somebody like that. Like, cause everybody is their own sort of artist and he's right, so established right. that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm that's fair. Like, I, I think that when we were reviewing the Kanye album, that's kind of how we were approaching it too. Is like, you know, right. this might, Kanye's album might be a little bit better if it was released by some no name artist, but since it's Kanye West, we're going to give it a, a worse grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it's but, not good in general though. Like, isn't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's, it's sloppy. But uh, but yeah, so it's kind of boring. I was listening to it the other day, actually, and I tried and I couldn't. It's actually kind of boring. <laughs> it is a boring album, actually, which is very rare from him. Even if I do not like a Kanye album or I'm like, I don't play it ever. I definitely would not say it's boring. That's it's by far his most boring. You talking about Yay? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's bullshit. That's that album sucks. <laughs> I have very strong feelings towards that album, and but I think I talked about it on the last episode. I won't go into it, but yeah. Okay, no. so Jason, what, what what about you? I'd probably go with a nine. I'll go with a nine on the a dot. nine. Yeah. Oh so, wow! So so I'm by far the lowest grade. Hell yeah! So um, <laughs> the original Beast Mode is a ten out of ten, in my opinion. Like I kid you not. Really? And, oh, absolutely. And um, I would say Hendrix is a nine point five, and I would say hmm. ES two is a is a nine. So I would slot it in my top five future projects. I would probably yeah. go Beast Mode, Hendrix, um, Beast Mode two, DS two, and then. See, oh man, see, Monster, see, Monster doesn't hold up as well as people think, but the very best Monster tracks are the reason why Future is who he is now. So you'll have- That's very good analysis. Yeah, so you'll have, I think Monster has 18 tracks. I'll check it out, but- It's too many, by the way. (laughs) Too many, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's too many. So I I think think that this album was a a great length. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I like the shorter albums. The original Beast Mode has, yeah, the original Beast Mode has nine, I believe, also. So, I mean, it's perfect, yeah. The Monster is too long, but it has Throwaway on it, and it has Cody Grazy on it. Two tracks that made Future who he is. It right, made yeah. Future's fan base. It made the the whole Future High started when that songs came came out. I remember because when like when those songs came out, I remember I was like, "Yo, are you hearing this? This is like what?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so my, I will probably put Monster Five. As much as I think that the album isn't as great as it should be, those the best songs on it are, are just so good that it's undeniable. You'll put it on. Even if you won't even skip because you're just like, I won't even want to skip. I, out of respect to future, I don't want to skip. I was just like, when those songs come on, I'll just go crazy. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't care if you skip, man. He doesn't, he's all, he's on coding somewhere. <laughs> you know what? But, but you know, he, he made this art. So I want to, I want to appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So, um, I will say, I thought that the chemistry really worked well on this album. Uh, I feel like outside of those few songs that I did mention, I, I I feel like I'm really starting to like understand why people enjoy Future as much as they do. Um, I do think that he is, you know, kind of a little bit out of his out of his element at, on this album in a good way. Um, and then also, you, I, 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 as I said before, I feel like I, I I can't tell the difference between a lot of future projects sometimes, not necessarily from front to back, but like individual songs and where they would fit on projects. Um, my best track was Red Light. I think that song is fucking incredible. Definitely one of the best, better songs I've heard this year. Um, probably one of my favorite future songs in general. I like really sad future songs. Like all my favorite future songs. Yeah, song, me like, too. All my favorite future songs are yeah. like really depressing. Yeah, like <laughs> Cody and Crazy is definitely my favorite future song. And that song is like super depressing. I just took her to eat at Chipotle. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's so relatable to us millennials. Um uh, but yeah, so and then my least favorite song there just towards the end, I thought that the, like like I did want to say Dodo, but like the reason that I'm not going to say that is because that future is really good on that. I just didn't particularly care for uh, Scooter on there. I, the uh, hook, I forgot to do. I forgot to do. I thought uh, the hook was great on Dodo, which is why I'm yeah. not picking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you forgot to do a least favorite and a favorite. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, 
favorite is hate the real me. I would say least favorite would be uh, I like Cut on my wrist, but like it's not the future that I love. Although it's a very, it's a very, it's a very, it's gonna be people are gonna be saying cut on my wrist all the time. But cut, cut, cut on my wrist, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely the least favorite. But okay, I do like it. All right, so cuddle my wrist is Jason's least favorite. Um, my least favorite. I just said it was. Uh, when I think about it, I'm sorry, JJ. Uh, I just thought that it, it's kind of a fun banger. It doesn't when really I think about it. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I I'm still I'm still not part of the future hive. I still think this is a a a good album, not a great album. I don't, don't really hear the. I, I think I think he's continuing to grow on me. I think what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna have to make a playlist of all my favorite future songs. And then I'll just make my own favorite, like sad, depressing banger future album, <laughs> and I'll I'll be able to go to listen to that. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. Um, I think it's definitely a notch above certain albums that we've reviewed, and it's a little bit below uh, a few of the other albums. We've, it's definitely better than the Drake album. It's definitely better than the Kanye album, and it's definitely better than uh that Nas. shitty terrible Nas album. <laughs> <laughs> True, by the way, I want to commend you on I want to commend you on that Nas album by the way. When oh you, my god. You were so you were so right about that song the cop shot the kid. It's terrible. <laughs> Dude, like I'm yeah. just like I and the thing is the fact that if you had told me and I think I've said this before in this podcast but if you had told me that a few years ago that I would fucking hate a Nas project and I would <laughs> like a future project, I would be like, I don't even don't even speak to me. But future I really high, think if that any it. Future high people are listening. If any future high people are listening, don't worry about it. We're going to get trill there. <laughs> it's getting there. I'm getting there, and I it's think that I want to continue to take time. These things take time, you know. Yeah. It took me into 2015. It took me into a Kyle's dorm room. Where I was like, oh my god, future's the greatest. That's the perfect setting for it, too. Oh, so, it's the perfect setting for it. I was, I was, I wasn't doing that as well as I wanted to do. And I wasn't really feeling that well. And I was putting future on and I was going into another I was self-medicating. Not with it. Opiates. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> opiates in music form. Um, I was nodding off on opiates and uh <laughs> something uh, about something about it i liked I, okay so um, i think i think moving beyond the future album the last thing that i just wanted to end we can do this real quick i don't want to like harp on this a lot but what is your dream i know we i know jason's i don't know jj's yet um what is your dream rapper producer collaboration album this is like something that i've thought about throughout a few for a few weeks just because of you know beast mode 2 coming out um Mine is Young Thug as the, as the MC, <laughs> no and, surprise. And who's the and, producer? And LP. Wow. Oh yeah. my God, I love that. That's mm -hmm. an interesting one because it's really interesting. I even That's tried insane. to make it happen on on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I tagged them both in it and was just like, "Hey, man, like, what it, what's it going to take to make this LP happen?" LP respond to some fans a little. He's bit. active, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he responded to me. He was responding to me, I think, at that time, which is why I tried to make that happen and I didn't get a response. But yeah. That's um, interesting. 
I think yeah. that would be insane. I think first of all, Young Thug, there's nothing, there's no nothing you could give to Young Thug that he wouldn't come up with a way to murder it that yeah. you would have never thought of. Beautiful Thugger um, Girls, beautiful Thugger Girls, to me meant that okay, Young Thug will literally do anything he wants. Like, right, <laughs> and it'll be good. And like, it'll be good, exactly. It is rebirth. No, just, I, it, it's rebirth. Or rebirth wasn't made by Little Wayne. Right. So just imagine like dystopian ass fucking like the the mixture of like synthed out futuristic dystopian shit with the boom bop, the sound that like and I don't even mean I don't mean run the jewels LP. I mean LP solo album LP. Yeah, yeah like, I listened to enough of that to really even. Oh comment no, on fantastic it. damage! I've, fantastic damage is really good. You should. Uh, oh, okay, because so I've listened to Run the Jewels plenty, and I I would definitely. That's why when you said LP, I was thinking Run the Jewels, and I was like, how would that work? But then again, Young Thug has the unique ability to approach any beat and oh yeah, you know, fit into yeah. it. Um, but yeah, if you listen to like uh, uh, Cancer for Cure, which was his last, I think that came that out was in like four, yeah. Yeah, that was before Run the Jewels. I know that I've know that title. And that the, the that sort of production with Thug over it just I, is a dream. That would be a dream for me. Like uh, All right. So, uh I'm going to read off a few after Jason and my, and me say ours and and give our justification. So, Jason, what is yours? So, this I want to be clear. This isn't um it's probably isn't my all-time dream. Um but in the moment, like currently. In the, it, it's in the moment. This is in the moment. And this is in the moment. I want to switch it up a little bit because anyone who knows me knows that like it would be just like basically like Jay-Z and Madeline. Or <laughs> I once I once what was like a big on like, oh my god, Jay-Z and Madeline need to link up. And um uh Jay and uh I was or or I I was Jay-Z and Madeline, or I was um Little Wayne and Primo need to like do something together. I was like that. But Currently, right now, I want O3 Greedo, who was in jail, and Free Greedo. Oh, yeah. um, Greedo's in jail for 20 years. He's, in my opinion, one of the five best uh, rap artists currently doing it. Um, go listen to God level if it's if it's if you haven't if you haven't yet. It's even better than Beast Mode 2, if you believe it or not. It's that good. Um, and I think that I would go Greedo and Zaytoven. Just Greedo is similar to Future in that he is melodic, and the way he does it is that he's when he's talking about his pain, it sounds even better. And Zaytoven would just be he would lace him, he would lace Greedo. It would be it would be anyone who was so called hot would be terminated. That's how good that album would be. <laughs> so Greedo and Zaytoven, please, Greedo link up. Link up. LeBron is in L.A. Greedo is from L.A. LeBron needs to try to free Greedo at some point. So. <laughs> okay, so so I'm gonna before I do mine, I'm just gonna read off a few people's uh, suggestions on Twitter, and I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this, and then I'll close the show with mine. Uh, okay, so someone said Kendrick Lamar, and Mike Will made it. I like that. Uh, I like yeah. that because they were already doing it on Damn, and it sounded great. Yeah, and there were they right. had three or four songs together on there. Someone said Jay Z and Just Blaze. I thought that that was a good one like 15 years ago, I said. Right. I said I would have loved that ago, album. That yeah. was, I don't want to hear that yeah. now. Same with ago. someone said AZ and DJ Premier, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I would have liked that in the 90s, but now right. I don't know how good AZ Could would be. Could you imagine sound. how bad that would be today? <laughs> <laughs> we would be like, uh, you could only buy this on cassette tape and listen to it. In fairness to AZ, I'm gonna do this though. Do or Die is one of the more underrated albums. Oh, no, I totally oh, yeah. agree. I'm, I love AZ, actually. I just think 
nowadays i think it would, yeah, it would be terrible like yeah no, it would be bad he's like 50. <laughs> he also had a better verse he also had a better verse than nas on life's a bitch also and all and a lot yes. of that I, I i actually i was such a nas stand at one point that i actually stood by the firm as being good even though they <laughs> probably aren't at all <laughs> That's one yeah. of them dream teams that only works on paper, and then when yeah. it happens, it's like exactly. like Kanye and fucking Nas. Yep. But. Yeah. Exactly. And now you Dr. Dre and Nas, and then you get right. AZ and Cormega, and yeah. So, um, so someone said, uh, Young Thug on Kanye beats. I thought that one would probably be pretty good. I mean, who knows? With the Kanye's so hit or miss nowadays. Yeah, I don't. I'm not I think it, I think it could work. Yeah. I, I I don't know. Right. I, uh, someone said Tyler, the creator and Pharrell. I think that would be actually really interesting. Cause I, I like, wouldn't like that because I think Tyler likes Pharrell too much for that to work. So it's possible. Yeah. Hmm. So he'll try to, he'll try to make Tyler will try to, instead of doing, make having his own individuality on that record, he'll try to impress Pharrell too much by doing too much nerd shit. <laughs> so it's be- definitely possible. I mean, I think that's kind of why chance and Kanye's album is not going to be good. Right. Is because uh, I think that chance. Chan- Chan- Here's the thing: chance is a better chance is. Well, he's not a better. I want. I don't want to say he's a better rapper than Kanye because, like, Kanye made big registration. But like, chance is a natural rapper, whereas Kanye is clearly not a natural rapper. Clearly- no, I meant Ch- chance Kanye, and Kanye like as a producer, producer, like Kanye as a producer, and this is why because I think that the expectations for that album in Chance's mind could never possibly live up to it because this is a guy who literally named his the the intro to his first mixtape "Good Ass Job" after "Good Ass Intro." after Kanye like he is the ultimate Kanye stand I just have a hard time believing that that could ever live up to the hype this is like the most annoying Kanye stand ever too he's one of those guys who are just like come on trap what's great everything else isn't as great and it's just oh like, my god yeah he he said Jesus like, was up. his worst album I was like bro come on grow up man like yeah. <laughs> yeah so okay I'll I'll run through uh a few more that we had here um I believe okay I saw most deaf and uh, most deaf and Pharrell. I thought that that would be interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely hear that. Um, yeah, most they're, is, they're, I mean, most is terrific, man. I think he's. I, I mean, I've said it before. I think he's. Even though he is still highly regarded within hip hop circles, I think commercially, I think he's one of the most underrated hip hop artists of all time. I think he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um. I I still continue to listen to Most Def regularly. Yeah, Black and, on both sides is is really is also just like Do or Die is also one of the more underrated uh, '90s rap albums. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, uh, so one other one. I'll say one more before. Actually, this one was interesting, and I don't know if JJ, you're super familiar with Isaiah Rashad or not. But yeah, um, wasn't he on? Uh, he was on. Wasn't he signed to uh, Top Dog? Yeah, he's on Kendrick Lamar's label. Yeah, yeah. The Suns, yeah, yeah. Tir- the Suns tirade is really good. Really, I think good. Sylvia yeah. demos like better, but I th- I like both albums a lot. Okay, okay. So, so I would say tra- I would say check out both of those if you haven't respect. already. Yeah, respect. yeah. Uh, someone said uh, Isaiah Rashad and Mad Lib, which I Ooh, thought was an interesting I, I, combination. That's interesting. Wow. I would actually really like to hear that. I think, and then someone said uh, Tupac and Elvis. So I don't. Okay. No, well, either okay. of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Try right. a little Somebody's bit. Somebody's having hard. fun. Oh. Sounds like, sounds oh. like okay. We could go on for day. days. But yeah, there was you know uh, Mike Will and Lil Wayne, uh, MF Doom and Kanye, uh, 
and uh, Fonte and Madlib. Actually, I listened to that Fonte album. I kn- that might be like the old backpacker inside of me, but I actually kind of liked a few songs on that album. It was even- good. It was yeah. it was surprisingly very good. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was. It was very soulful lyrical. I yeah, actually. I, kinda, I, I, I didn't think I, I was going to enjoy it, and I I did enjoy it. He was always the best part of Little Brother. I mean, obviously, Ninth Wonder was, but uh, Fonte right. was always the best MC in there. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So my what I'm going to end on here is my dream hip hop collaboration rapper producer. I'm going to go Kendrick Lamar and Flying Lotus of the moment for sure. And the reason I think that I choose this is because I think that, well, first off, one of my favorite songs of the decade is Never Catch Me. I think it's a fucking brilliant song. I think there are very few hip hop songs that can very few songs in general that can capture the feeling of anxiety about death like that song um i think that their his fucking manic production is perfectly matched by kendrick's rapping i think that flying lotus is one of those artists where it's really hard to rap over his beats because they are so just I mean, like I said, they're manic, they're super jazzy, they're super fast-paced. Kendrick's probably the only rapper that could match up to that um, from just a pure rapping standpoint, and I think that they would make an incredible album together. He also worked a little bit on To Pimp a Butterfly, uh, the first two songs specifically. Uh, I I think Wesley's Theory is a fantastic song, and he worked on that. I think that they would make a fucking amazing album. Uh, So if if you guys are listening, Kendrick Lamar and Flying Lotus, make that fucking album. And they are, by the way. I have it on good authority. (laughs) Kendrick, uh, known for listening to the 808s and Bars podcast. I feel like Kendrick would turn off the 808s and Bars podcast because I'm always making fun of him, which which, which I want to be clear. No, no, no. I want to be clear for one second before we leave. I really <laughs> like Kendrick Lamar like a lot. So I know you yeah, do. Yeah, anyone who thinks I'm like always like I just I just I like to poke fun at him and his fans because like his fans take it a little bit too far. So I like to I like to poke fun mm-hmm. at, at Kendrick, but he We're is sensitive. Out, yeah, he's an outstanding <laughs> rap artist. I'm not yeah, I'm not out here. Yeah. I mean, I think I think fear he might, he might technically be the best rapper like uh, t- working today. Like technically, the in terms of technical are- rapping right. skills, I think that he is. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm I mean, gonna I say, right? I think Gibbs. I think Freddie might be right there in terms of technical skills. But yes, but yes, he is. He definitely is one of the best. Yes, it, I it, love Freddie, but I don't think he's tech. He has the technical skill that that Ke- Kendrick has. That's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Okay, I'll put it like this: Go listen to Never Catch Me, and I'm just like listen to Never he Catch also Me. Also, can't switch flows like YG can, but like, but go ahead. Uh, institutionalized like when you're talking about that beat switch and yeah yeah institutionalized is a good one it's a good one that's i mean i i'm not saying i think that kendrick what he does a lot is he switches his flow when the instrumental changes but i understand what you're saying moving in between flows like future and yg i mean mean, i think well first of all i think still brazy is better than um I think Still Brazy might be better than any. I, I haven't really thought this out in a while, but I think okay, I'm gonna end the podcast before you can say this. <laughs> <laughs> Bra- no, 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 we're gonna say it. Nice. Now I gotta say it. Still Brazy better than any Kendrick album. Okay, end All right. uh, guys, it's I am looking for a new take. co-host uh, on the finale. It's, that's not even a hot take, though. It's not. Still Brazy is so good. It's not even a hot take, though. It's I do like, like that album, but I'm 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 impartial to Kendrick Lamar. I think he's released three or four. And to be fair, I like I hate to be like the hipster Kendrick fan, but like I mean, I did listen to him before Good Kid, Bad City, so it's not like I fucking hopped on the train. Of- That's true. Yeah, you were on that like 
overly yeah. dedicated. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I've been listening to him since in between overly dedicated and uh, Section 80. So, you know. Yeah, well, I was a fan. I, dr- I drove by and he was on the corner of Slauson and he was spitting a freestyle. And I was a fan of that. So, you saw that video yeah. where he's with Charles Hamilton and he's rapping for him in 2008? <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> you were in his I, I, I made he's that. Like, he's like on Rosecrans and like and they're just like yeah. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good place to end it. Thank you guys uh, for for hanging around. If you're still listening, follow us on Twitter. Follow JJ on Twitter. We'll definitely have JJ back. Maybe whatever. Just come on every episode. Fuck it. <laughs> Dude, I'm down. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's do it. If All I'm right. Not so. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. I'm OJ Simpson. It has escapability. For the pizza I deliver, I know that. Oh, you go get my pizza, I'll give you your money back. This is completely inappropriate right here. Black Elvis. I'm a Jason Sam. Once this shit hits the street, deep shit, I better have to run it. It has escapability. Escapability. Do you know that she's married? Oh, or there's a you? fucking door! <laughs> Fuck y'all. You guys go do what you gotta do. I don't know if you're old man, man.
Introduce you to the man known as a genius.